right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the After Hours Podcast. This week, I'm grateful to have on actually another guest who I've never met before, which I always like to, you know, have... I always like to have people like that on the podcast who I don't have a relationship with because you get to learn about, you know, some of the success and some of the challenges and adversity that other people are going through in life. And to share, you know, that with the audience is, you know, kind of why we do this thing. So I appreciate you coming on today, Avi. And uh, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? So my name is um, Avi Wiswer. I am a social media influencer, motivational influencer. Um, I'm on TikTok, Instagram, and I have my own podcast. I'm also a podcast host. The 1% Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok, and uh, just a young kid who has had a lot of hardships and, and struggles and challenges, and trying to use those to be able to shed light on and positive positivity for the world and try to make this world a better place than I left it. That's it. That's our goal. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, when did you decide to get into the social media game? How long has it been? You said you were a young gentleman. How old are you? Uh, 24. 24? Yeah. I'd like, I don't want to make it seem like I'm too much older than you, but I, I wish I was 24 again. That, that's amazing. I actually yeah. turned 29 in September. I'll be 30 okay. coming up in a few months. What, uh, what, what day in September? Because I have the same... Uh, 27th. Oh, tw- I'm, I'm 30th. Oh, that's so oh, funny. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I used to look forward to birthdays, but now that I'm, you know, 30 is the next one, I'm not so sure I'm too excited about taking that next milestone, even though every milestone in life's an exciting one. Um, something about getting older. You know, I want to kind of slow life down at this point. Sure. But, uh, you know, I wanted to talk about a little, a little bit about how you got into the social media game. So when did you decide to start, you know, building your brand? When did you feel it was important to, you know, dabble with that, you know, world? Uh, I would say really in, I would say in 2020, kind of around the pandemic, um, I went through a little bit of a rough heartbreak and I was, I was away from my house. I w- went to a Division three school in North Carolina to play basketball oh, wow. and during that time, you know, first heartbreak and you're kind of trying to, you're trying to figure out like, what do you want to do with your life? And at that, at that time, the only thing that was in my life was basketball. And that's all I knew. That's wake up, train, and then go hit weights after. And I was trying to figure myself, well, what is something that I want to do besides basketball? Because I would see that people that are so attached and they're around basketball the whole time that becomes their identity. And if I no longer can play, if I get a knee injury or I can never play again in my career, who could I be? Yeah, what's your other identity going to be? And it's the the cliche three-word saying, who am I, right. you know? And that was, that was where I started. And being at rock bottom, you know, and that feeling of why did this happen, why now? And in the, in the transition period where I was going to transfer to a school in – uh, Brooklyn College, which is right in the heart of Brooklyn. Yeah. Why? Why did it happen now? Right. And the pandemic hit, and that's when everybody was isolated. And a lot of people during that time were, they were very socially, they had anxiety because of, well, I can't see anybody else. And sometimes people haven't looked in the mirror. They haven't. They look at themselves and they're like, well. I've been I'm so indulged in work or I'm so indulged in this relationship or friendships that I don't even recognize myself anymore. And I think that that's why, um, at least for other people and for myself, I had to really look at myself and kind of just dissect myself and really have an understanding of who I am yeah. and um, 
it, to me, the, the pandemic was the best time of my life because I was in a nice little town like this and I was isolated from the world and I really found who I actually was. And yeah. I got a deeper understanding, a deeper love for myself. And uh, I, guess, I guess I would say that's where it all started for me. Um, and then I just started creating content. Yeah. Literally in my car, I was a pizza delivery driver. I'd wear like a white tee and stuff like that, delivering pizzas in this 2009 Kia Rio with the roll-up windows. Yeah. And I'm just sitting here making videos, putting my phone right up on the steering wheel and just speaking. And I was like, well, let me just document this journey. Let me see how far or let me give myself something to do. Yeah, of course. And, you know, in between deliveries, um, you know, making these videos and stuff like that. And then one popped on TikTok. That's when TikTok first started. And... I was like, wow, like this is so great. You know, I'm going through this rough patch and I'm starting to, you know, I'm becoming myself and I'm starting to see your, see myself in a deeper layer and have a deeper understanding for myself. I'm starting to give myself all this love and all this appreciation that I would usually give to others. I'm starting to give it to myself now. And then one video popped and then I started just to con create consistently. Stay consistent. Yeah. yeah, consistency is something that I always like to speak about. You know, no matter what you do in life, whether it's in your personal life or in your business life, you know, staying consistent is, in my opinion, the number one quality that you have to have to get where you want to be. Sure. You know, because if you don't stay consistent and you're not on the right path, you know, you're not going to get anywhere fast. You're not going to get where you want to accomplish or get what you want to accomplish in life if you can't continue to put the work in, sure. you know, on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, that's what I even kind of realized about myself, you know, in the last year or so. You know, the whole self-help journey is not a selfish journey. It's really to make yourself a better person and become the best version of yourself for other people, mm. you know, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, my whole, you know, in my business and in my life, I have a daughter, you know, in a family I have to take care of, you know, so there's nothing that you should be focused on other than, in my opinion, being the best version of who you are. So you can make sure those other people in your life, you know, reap the reward of that. Um, and that's what I've tried to focus on myself. You know, you said you were an athlete, you know, playing a basket basketball in college. You know, getting into the gym is also something that I've never done until recently in my life a few months ago. And it's the best feeling in the world, you know, to stay consistent and to finally, you know, put the work in and start to see a little bit of a result. You know, other people compliment you. And I always think, like, I don't see anything different yet, you know. But when you start to see the little results and the little changes after you put the work in, you know, it's an unbelievable feeling to finally see things pay off. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like the self-help journey is so important. People, I feel like, are now becoming more comfortable because of things like this. You know, people like us speaking to the audience, sharing, you know, not the stuff that we've necessarily gone through, but allowing other people to share their story. Sure. You know, I've had people on the podcast who have spoke about things that they've never spoke about, you know, in their life to anybody before. And that's a feeling that, you know... It's a great feeling because you're helping somebody else. You know, even though when you look at all the comments we get on all these videos and episodes, some of them are negative, but it's the one person or the couple of people that you do help, you know, that's, that's why it makes it worth it, in, yeah, in my opinion. I think the, the, the biggest thing about um, self-help and when you're on this, this journey towards, towards betterment and, yeah. and really wanting to, to grow yourself is that, number one, I think it really takes self-reflection. And, you know, when at least for myself, when the most growth has been had was when, uh, as I like to say, I don't know if I can curse on it. Can I curse on it? Yeah, of course. Is when your shit stinks. You know, you're, 
you're doing these daily habits that is like, well, I hate how my life is. And I think it has to think so much in order for you to really make that change. I wish I could say the change was so it would be so easy overnight, but at least for uh, myself living, you know, 24 years, there's habits that we've kind of cultivated within our family, right. within other people that they've maybe placed upon us. And you're so comfortable there. And the change only happens when, when you're ready to make that change. Right. You can't just force that change to happen. You, My mom would always say that you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. And the only time that the change really occurs is when you look at yourself and it's like, I, I just hate this person I am. And that's really when the only vital change happens. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I kind of became, not, not that I hated myself, but I wasn't happy about certain things in my life. Yeah. You know, it's been so many years that people always say, oh, you look like you're in good shape because you're not overweight or whatever it is, but you don't feel good about yourself. You know that there's people that are actually in good shape that put the work in, that see the results. And I never was able to get past that hump in my life. And to be able to finally do that, it really makes you feel good about yourself. And um, that's something that I'll continue to do for the rest of my life now. Yeah. Are you still in, you still in the gym and stuff? Do you still oh yeah. With the gym is, part of your life? it's, so. I would say once, uh, I stopped playing basketball, I decided to not play and wanted to take the content creation more seriously. That's when I just like, that's when I was in the gym heavy. Yeah. And truthfully, that's where I found myself the most. It's those individual workouts when you don't want to go to the gym or it's those workouts that you barely make it to the gym or it's like, damn, I didn't even want to go today. Yeah. And for me, those have been the the biggest revelations or the I understand who I am at a deeper level because discipline's calling and yeah. there's no more motivation there. Always want to hit that snooze button, bro. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the time yeah. you don't want to get out of bed and you know you have to, like you said, just do it and go forward because you're not going to you're not going to see the results you want to see if you don't actually stay disciplined when things are challenging. Yeah. It's when there's adversity in your life. If you could stay on course and stay on the right path, that's when you're going to see success in all avenues of life. That's actually my biggest problem is like waking up in the morning, like trying to, I'm, I'm really trying to wake up at, at a decent time. Um, I know that some people can wake up at, you know, the CEOs and the, and yeah, I, I, pr I preach that you know, <laughs> waking up early because I feel like, well, first of all, if you look at a lot of the successful people in life and not just, in their personal life, monetarily successful, you know, they tend to start their morning routine early. That's just from what I've seen. So I've always tried to incorporate those habits into my routine. It's challenging. You know, there's days where it's like you don't want to do anything and get out of bed at four, five, six o'clock in the morning, whatever time you choose to get up. I haven't got up in the forge yet. I'm trying to get to that point. But getting up at five, five thirty in the morning is is a challenge, you know, for most people. You know, and I just feel like when you wanna accomplish things in life and everybody has a different schedule you know so you can't really knock when somebody does what they do but from what i've seen you know at least out there it looks like the people that have accomplished what i want to accomplish in life you know start their day with a solid morning routine yeah. and that's something that i'm trying to perfect myself lately what is, for i guess to to give me a little bit of game what is something that besides the things that you listed what is something that helped you get up early that maybe i can implement in, into my life just, that's a, that's, a, that's a great question. I've always been somebody who was, like, restless. You know, I have a tough time sleeping at night. I'll sleep for a few hours, but once it hits 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, I was always turning in my bed. My brain was always going from a young age. You know, whether it was about sports growing up um, in, in middle school and into high school 
or it was about business once I decided to get into business. My brain was always going, you know, and it wasn't until I was probably, I don't know, 21 years old where I thought about business in a more serious way. And once I got into the business that I'm in, into the mortgage industry, um, I just wanted to kind of perfect my routine. Mm -hmm. And I never had a great routine. It was always inconsistent. You know, I would leave during the day. I'd make the mistakes I shouldn't make during the day. You know, leave and smoke a little pot, whatever it is, things I shouldn't do in business. Um, but to perfect the morning routine, that was just something I always had instilled in me because I knew that the people that were successful, that's what they were doing. You know, so that just pushed me to realize that this is something I have to do, whether I like it or not, but I'm still inconsistent. Yeah. Um, that's one of the easiest things that I have that I can deal with, though. You know, getting up early is not really a problem for me. Yeah. Um, there are those days, though, where it is a challenge. You know, you don't want to get out of bed. And those are the days you have to push forward and actually just get up and, you know, start your day. Yeah. And I don't know. I've, I've tried the, the at-night thing where I would leave my office after working 10, 11, 12 hours and then try to go to the gym. And I just don't have the same mindset. Um, you know, after I leave my office, we put in so much time and not that it's stressful. Our businesses, of course, or any business is stressful, whether it's in a good way or a bad way. Um, you're using your brain all day long in my business. So the last thing that I want to do when I leave my office is go to the gym. You know, it's funny because the days where I start my day early and I go to the gym in the morning, when I leave the office, I want to go back to the gym mm -hmm. on those days. But it's the days where I don't go in the morning and then I have to go at night. I'm like, I don't want to do this. And why did I not go in the morning? You know, so I think it's just something that you have to, if you have to start by setting your alarm at a certain time. I used to set, if you look at my phone, people laugh at me. I have 20 alarms a day on my phone for whatever I know I need to do. If it's something important that I know I struggle with, I set an alarm for it or a reminder. So my phone goes off. Whether it's following up with a person, whether it's looking at my daily task list, I set an alarm, look at my tasks, make sure I didn't miss something I know I have to do. I always set a lot of alarms to keep me on top of my game and make sure I'm not missing the stuff I know I have to stay consistent with. Because consistency, not that it's a challenge for me, it's a struggle for everybody. Consistency is not an easy task, you know, to conquer. You know, so in order to stay consistent, you could at least help yourself by using some of the resources we have, like technology. Sure. You know, set alarms for certain things. You know, push yourself and realize I have to do this. There's no other option, you know, today but to get out of bed or whatever, whatever, whatever works for you. But that's what's always worked for me. I know that life is so short. Life's flying by. Once I had a daughter, you know, it's amazing how three years went by like that. And I know that if I don't put the things in motion now that I need to do to get where I want to be, you know, when's it going to happen? Yeah. You know, so that's that's kind of how I look at things. I appreciate that. That, yeah. that definitely helps me for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to stay the course, man. It's not easy. A lot of people, even in my business, once you see adversity and once things get challenging, they go the other way. That's in any business, no matter what you do in life. So that's the one thing I'm focusing on. You know, if, if I could say what my New Year's resolution would be this year, it's to stay more consistent and to do the things I know I need to do to get where I want to be, yeah. you know, in the future. Of course. You know, so that's that's my take on things. I appreciate that. But uh, I also wanted to kind of circle back a little bit to what we talked about where you said you got into the whole self-help journey and the, the social media game when you said you went through a breakup. Yeah. Was there anything, like, was there anything, like, child, we've all gone through stuff in our childhood. You know, my parents were divorced. Um, was there anything like that growing up in, in life that you went through that, is that something you want to spread, you know, to, to the world? Because I, I like sharing stuff like that. People go through different things, mm -hmm. you know, but 
people handle things in different ways, and that's what I feel like makes a person. It's how you handle a situation, and that's what I've also tried to work on. It's how you handle things in life. Um, so my parents got divorced when I was older. Okay. So I was, I was going too. through. Oh yeah. So yeah. there wasn't. Um, I didn't really know it was. Going yeah. On. yeah. So I would say that you know, growing up for me, it was. The, the dynamic in my house was very, it, it was different, yeah. right? It was, uh, it, it was a little bit dysfunctional. It was, you know, the arguing. It was the, um, thank God there was no, like, infidelity or anything like backstabbing, yeah, yeah. nothing like that. Uh, but I didn't start to see the dysfunction until I was about 14 years old, once I hit high school. And, you know, in middle school, parents are having more arguments. Once, I would say once my brother left for college, that was, like, my best friend growing up. Yeah. Uh, we were very, very tight-knit. Once he left for college, I'm over here by myself, 13, 12-year-old kid, and I'm seeing all this. Yeah. And I'm looking at their marriage and wondering why well, what, Why is he not doing good in school? Why is you know he not waking up in the morning? Yeah, there could have been more reasons. You know, I had we, I might have had like stomach issues maybe growing up, but why why is he not participating in class? Why is he, you know, coming in with a hood on and you know he's not talking to anybody? Why is he only talking to a select few people? And this all this happened around like the as some people would say the most critical time in your adult early adulthood. Yeah. You know, you're figuring out well where do I want to go to college? Teenager. Yeah, where do I want to go to college? You know, I'm I'm seeing things that I never thought I'd see at 14 years old, you know, and as I already struggled in school, it was already a bigger hole now that I have to fill, yeah. um, you know, going home and it's like, I don't even want to go home. Yeah, I have family going through that right now. Yeah. And my cousins being at a tough age, yeah. you know, when you're teenage years, that's, that's, that's difficult. Yeah. Um, you know, I was two when my parents got divorced, so not that it makes it worse or better or whatever it is, but obviously not seeing them. I don't remember them going through whatever they were going through. Sure. Um, but I, I, I could only imagine what it's like. I, I never went through something like that, you know, being in your teenage years. And, you know, you, you know what's going on then. You yeah. see your parents going through those challenges. And no matter who we are, we don't want to see people deal with that. Yeah. You know, you don't want to see your parents deal with that yeah. um, in life. So, yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I can't make it better or worse, younger or older. But nobody wants to go through that or see anybody that you love go through that in life. Yeah. Um, but we're, we, we, all, we all have thick skin, so we know that we have no choice but to go forward and you know, obviously, if you were going to let anything make or break you, it would have broke you already. That's how I look at life. Sure. You know, we've all dealt with our adversity, and if we didn't know that we had no choice but to keep pushing forward and get where we want to be, yeah. you know, we would have broke a long time ago. Of course. Um, you ever have any mentors, like, growing up or anybody? No, I mean, I, I was kind of, uh, me and my dad kind of, like, we, we didn't really have the best relationship. Um, it's not like we had a terrible relationship, yeah. but it's like I couldn't. You know, some people will be like, oh, that's my father, and he's taught me everything. Yeah. And, you know, growing up, him and I never had that relationship. So either it was self-taught or the people that I've came across along the way that were of age where they could give me some game or could give me some advice, I'm learning from them. Yeah. So it's like I'm hitting them up like, oh, hey, like I had this kind of issue or, you know, how did you go about this this way? Or how did you go about this this way? You know, I never learned the the financial like, I don't even know the difference between buying and renting out a house. Like, I don't even know that, you know? Yeah. And some people, the 
their father taught that or, oh, you should buy buy a car instead of renting a car or whatever it may be. And I was never taught that. So for me, I'm trying, I'm, I'm growing up and I'm teaching myself this. And it's a struggle because there has been some relationships where it's like, you're a man, you're supposed to know this. But it's like, I don't know how to. So I went 20 years without learning how to do this or where my knowledge is not here, you know, and that's hard. And and that was hard on me. And there'd be some times where I would sit there and and cry because it's like, I'm a man, I should know this. And the whole toxic masculinity is like, you should know how to do these manly things. You should know how to do all these things. But if you're not taught it, or I'm asking for advice, and maybe the people that I'm asking aren't really receptive, or they're not giving me the advice that maybe I need, then how can I teach myself? And I guess I would say that the the life experiences that I went through kind of taught me more how to be a man. And that's the reason why I want to be a father is because I want to be able to give my kids that, whether it's a, it's a he or she. And I want to be able to, to give what I didn't have and be that father figure that if you just need to call me just to call me and just you need to cry or whatever, whatever it may be, then I want to be here for you. Right. I don't want you to have to go through life alone. I don't want you to have to – I'm going to obviously let you go through life and experience certain things. I'm not going to prevent that. But at the same time, if you have a question that I can answer – that I'm going to be able to do that. So for me, that was uh, my biggest issue growing up and sometimes still is my biggest issue as I'm still young, yeah. trying to be able to to get that mentor to be able to teach me certain things that could probably help me or I might be able to go through different avenues that maybe I can get to the same goal or get to the same main road, but I could be able to maybe do it differently. So Yeah, no, of course. Well, listen, that just comes with timing. You know, as you meet more people in life, you'll see who the people that are meant to be in your life, those people will be in your life and you'll learn from those people. You know, when I grew up, you know, around people in my business, I always picked a little bit from everybody, you know, who I saw around me. And that's what helped me, you know, get to where I am. And I'm not even close to where I want to be in life. Um, But always looking at the people around me who I respected um, and who I wanted to kind of be like in different ways, you know, those are the people I always tried to pick a little bit of information from, you know, to implement into my life and into my routine. what I also wanted to kind of talk about, you said that, you know, you're focusing on, on the media game now. That's your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your plans for the future? You know, are you continuing just to focus on that, to try to grow this? You know, what what are some of the goals you, you have in life? And have you thought about something like that? Yeah, so I guess the, I call them long-term plans, is I have two long-term plans. My podcast is a long-term plan. Yeah. I don't... It is a long-term plan. I don't expect it to blow up in like a year you know I've I'm only a year in and the great thing about Zach and 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 Jake is that they've been in it for some time so realizing that I'm literally just a kid in in this podcast game and for me it's obviously discouraging and understanding you know maybe it's just not my time yet maybe what I'm trying to achieve or the guests that I'm trying to talk to or the platform that I want for this podcast maybe it's just not that time yet. that doesn't mean that it won't be that time but you just maybe have to do your hours or put your reps in and just continue to keep pushing forward and just keep progressing. And it's it's definitely a challenge, but it's something that I'm going to embrace that, you know, it's not going to just happen overnight. Nothing is going to happen overnight. It's not going to just come easy. It's not in a snap of a finger. All of a sudden, you're going to be able to interview Gary Vee or the people that you want to talk to. And um, for some, that might be discouraging, and it's definitely discouraged me at times, but it's more of a rejuvenating and exhilarating experience that 
I could do this for 10 years, 20 years. Even if I have a main job, if God forbid it doesn't work out, I can yeah. still do it on the side. Have you ever thought about that? Like if, if like not a full, listen, I plan A is the way always. There is no plan B. Plan B is make plan A work in my opinion. Yeah. But have you ever thought about something that you wanted to do in life besides, you know, the podcast? It probably would be in, in media. Um, yeah. And I think that it, I wouldn't mind it, you know, if, if, if God forbid that that did happen. And, you know, I had to maybe do a job like that for two to three years, yeah. right, until the the five to nine becomes a nine to five, you right. know. And, and sometimes you have to make that sacrifice. Not everybody could just build that overnight, nope. right. And I'm willing to stay patient. And if it comes to that, as soon as I get out of college, that that's what I have to do, then that's what I have to do. But I know that in my head, if I'm in the media space, there's so many people that I can meet that it's like, oh, you're in media, you're doing this for us, you, but you also have a podcast, right. and I like how you work, in, and I and I know how intelligent you are or how hardworking you are, and I see the questions that you ask and the episodes that you cultivate. Let me come on your podcast, you know? And there's some people that I've already met within my internships and the work that I have done that are in media that I've met some great people. So for me, if that had to happen, I wouldn't be mad at it. I'm not going to just give up and just, you know, let everything go, but... Within that five to nine, I'm going to make sure that I make the best of it. Um, so that's just one of them. But then second is I want to be uh, a TED – I want to host TED Talks or I want to be a keynote speaker. Um, and, you know, that's just another long play. You know, that's just a that's just a play that's 10 years down. What's the play? What would you say? Uh, you keynote speaker. Explain so Explain that. What is so it? basically it's like keynote speaking, motivational speaking. Okay. Uh, you see that within – crazy you know ceos or people have whole, they have speaking events yeah, so it's yeah. like they go to maybe speak to an organization to a company and oh maybe this is how we're going to execute maybe the whole topic is just execution and that's what that's what's revolved around it's one one person in front of like a hundred people Got and they're just talking about execution how can you execute this business play or what your next steps are um, so that's just another long play Got it. and that probably, you know, that probably wouldn't happen, uh, 10 years from now, you know, I need to be, I, I want to be able to, ha- for my personal experience, I want to have personal experiences. I want to go through more trials and tribulations for me to be able to even talk about stuff like that. Yeah, of course. You know, I can't just, as a 24 year old, wh- what life experiences have I had? Yeah, you have you know? to go through the trenches. You just got to go through the trenches. So. For me, that those are the two long plays, um, and you know, like I said, in media, I wouldn't mind, you know, taking a job right out of college just to be able to fund that five to nine. Because you're in college still now, you said. Yeah, I'm oh, still in are. college. Yeah, you are still in college. Yeah, cool. Because I never really had. Uh, I guess one one more note. I never really had money growing up. Yeah. So, even if it's just fifty thousand dollars, sixty thousand dollars, that's a salary for me. That's a lot of money. I've never seen that, you know. So. For me, that'd be I'd be grateful enough, and I would make sure that I'm putting that towards the right things to be able to help me um, in the future. That's a, that's amazing to to hear something like that because a lot of people aren't grateful for for where they're at in life, and I've been I'm the first to admit it. I've been guilty of that myself. You have to be grateful for where you are in life, no matter where it is, you know. Because I I saw a video a couple hours ago actually, and I forget the name of the guy who put the video out. But he said, you create your own happiness. You know, if you think that you're going to rely on other people to create your own happiness, it's never going to happen. You know, we make ourselves happy. It's how we deal with each situation and how we interpret everything and, you know, how we make ourselves feel. You know, we're in control of that. Even though sometimes we think we're not, 
you know, a lot of the time we think those things are out of our reach because you got this feeling going through you that you think you're frustrated or whatever it is that you're going through. Yeah. But once you realize that, you know, you take a deep breath and take a step back, you know, we're blessed no matter where we are in life. The fact that we're even here, you know, we're blessed and we have an opportunity. Yeah. Um, could you think of so, like, what's holding you back from all of the – is it college right now that's holding you back from I was like getting college to college and not – I think it's just like hearing, you know, hearing – like I'm, so, like I said, I already, you know, I already talked about, it, but I'm so grateful I have them as friends, just because yeah. they they put their time in, and for somebody that's still young and still early in the game, it's like you just need you just need more reps, you know, you just need to put more shots up, you just need to take more at bats, yep. you just need to work on your game a little bit more to be able to get to that level, and it, like I said, it's not something that you can ever achieve. You can always achieve it, but you just got you just need more reps. And I think that, that for me, that's the, the thing that I'm looking forward to the most is just continuing those reps and just sharpening myself, sharpening, you know, my interviewing skills, rewatching podcasts that I've already done and, you know, jotting notes. Well, maybe I could have asked a question here or maybe I can make this edit a little bit better or, you know, just kind of going through the motions and going through the reps will be able to get me to that point that I foresee happening in in the future at some point so i would say that that's the thing for me the most that i i'm really you know kind of looking forward to for sure oh that's that's amazing listen it all it all starts with a plan and uh until you put that plan into action you know you can't expect anything to happen you know my my advice and not that i don't need advice i need a ton of advice <laughs> myself but my advice is even if you feel like you don't have the, the plan right now or you have going on you know what you want your life to be right now um still have the routine still build the routine you know start the day early you know get into the gym you know put the stuff in place that you know that once you are at that point where you know you want to be you know you have those qualities and values in motion um you don't want to ever think that once i start being successful or once i start accomplishing what I want to accomplish in life, then I'm going to do those things. Mm -hmm. That's how you get there, by putting those things in motion now. Um, I feel like a lot of people always put things on the back burner and say that I'm going to do it later or whatever it is. Yeah. And I, I've, I've been that way in my life also. You know, you, you put things on the back burner, you know, yeah. no matter what it is. Yeah. You know, I could name the craziest things. I walk in my house sometimes and just throw something on the floor. Meanwhile, the dress is three feet away. Why you, you walk three feet to the left and put it in the drawer. You know, there's no reason to do something like that. And that goes back to anything in life. If you don't care, it starts with caring. You know, you have to care about what you're doing, in my opinion. Um, but if you don't continuously, you know, do this stuff every day, no matter what you have going on in life, um, I, I just don't think you're going to get anywhere fast. Yeah, so, it's in the details. Yeah, it's in the details. And even if you don't and you're not where you want to be, you know, still make the plan. Stick to the plan every single day. And eventually, like you said with them, you know, it's consistency. And I'm starting, there's no results, you know, from, not from this, but there's no monetary results in the beginning from stuff like this. You know, but once you get to the point where you've stayed consistent for a year, two years, five years, ten years, however long it takes, and once you start to see those or start to be rewarded from it, there's, I'm sure there's no better feeling. That's how it was in my business. I put time in for years. You know, when I started in my business, I was a cold caller. You know, I would go to my office, I would dial the phones all day long, and I would hand deals to a licensed loan officer in my office. You know, I would help him make money and the company money and myself a little bit of money. Um, 
you know, because I was getting paid a salary from the bank. I wasn't allowed to talk about anything that the loan officers were allowed to talk about, you know, because they're licensed. But I would be the connector, you know, get the person interested, you know, and then connect them to a person. But I, it took me five years to realize, like, I'm putting money in other people's pockets. You know, when am I going to become disciplined? You know, I failed my test three times. You know, after three times, you have to wait six months. You know, I was, I was a head case back then. You know, I ended up leaving college because I dropped out of college. I played golf in college. That was the only reason I went. Um, but I ended up, whatever, I wasn't allowed to play on the team anymore because I didn't go to school enough, whatever the reason they had was. And then I decided to, I had no idea what was going on, actually, after that, if, if I look back and remember. You know, I worked at a random restaurant, you know, at some diner out east, and I didn't know where my life was going, you know, back in 2000 and I think 13, 14. And then um, eventually I kind of realized that I have to do something. And I'm starting to see people around me you know, be successful, traveling, people, friends are traveling. I'm like, how do these people travel? How do these people go to Europe three times a year at 20 years old? Like, what are these people doing? You know, so I, I realize I have to do something with my life. And that's when I realized I have to find a business and find something that I have a passion for. And sales was my passion and still is my passion, of course. You know, I realized that not only do you get to help people in sales and in that business, but there's an unlimited opportunity um, to accomplish whatever you want to accomplish in life, you know, financially, you know, which allows you to give back to the world, to your family, and have the life that we all dreamed of or some of us dream of, you know. So that's kind of what I or why I decided to go that route. You know, I realized, like, holy shit, I can't keep doing the stuff that I'm doing. I still make mistakes every day, every minute of the day. I'm like, why did I do that, you know, and I look for advice, and sometimes you don't want to take the right advice from people who you think you're or that you maybe should have taken that advice from. Um, but I, I just, you know, I realized at some point, and whatever point that was back then, that I got to make a change, like, right now. And now I'm at the next point in my life where, you know, we had a good run in my business, and this last year was challenging. You know, now I'm at the next point. Like, what, do I, what am I doing now? How am I not letting this year ever happen again, you know, where it was challenging, you know, so you know, we don't go through a time like this. Yeah. You know, obviously you're always going to deal with adversity, but I feel like we're in control of a lot of the things that do happen around us. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of things you can't control, you know, which is unfortunate. You see people go through things that you don't wish on anybody, but I feel like a lot of the things that happen in our lives are in our control. And if we know what we're doing and if we continue to, you know, have the right mindset and, your energy is positive and you have the right intentions, um, you're going you're gonna to get where you want to get in life. And that's, that's why I've tried to, again, start the self-help journey, become better myself, you know, work on the things that I've struggled with, you know, being not, like in my business, it's a very aggressive business, sales, you know, selling mortgages, you know, to people that want to buy homes or refinance their homes. You know, so there's times where you could work on something for three or four months and then it doesn't close. So you didn't make money. I mean, I, I learned that years ago, but you watch people go through challenges, you know, like guys in the office, right? They, they'll work on something and they'll run into a roadblock and then like, holy shit, you know, the loan doesn't close. I just worked for three months for nothing. You know, watching somebody go through that, you know, I didn't always understand, like, even though I went through it years ago, it's hard to like watch other people deal with something like that. But I've also realized that as a leader and as somebody who wants to be successful in life and, you know, accomplish all of the things that I want to accomplish in life, you have to find in each person 
the best qualities that they have. You know, if that person is struggling with something, how do I find something in that person, you know, that brings out the best in them or whatever it is, you know, so when, whether it's in business or in life or in anything, you know, when you see people going through, and this is kind of random and off topic, but when you see people going through certain things, you know, you have to try to, you know, be the, not the bigger person, and maybe it is the bigger person, you know, but what could I do to pull the positivity out of that person to help them get through what they're going through? Um, that, that makes me feel good as a person. So, you know, that's also something that I've tried to work on, you know, being in my environment that we're in, because it is an aggressive environment. And, you know, the intentions are always to help other people, to watch you be successful. So that leads to my success also. You know, I know I could do things on my own, but I chose to be around other people and I chose to have a responsibility for other people and that's what that's what makes me wake up every day you know knowing that I have a service to do and that's how I look at life yeah. you know I don't want to be the best myself I want to be the best myself and I want everybody else to be the best and I want us all to be together and all be a team you know that's why I also got into my business and I love my business you know we all get to feed off each other and that's sales you know kind of so you ever think about something like that, like getting into a, like a sales environment? A lot of people can't really handle it. It's you know. I don't know. Um, it's not easy, you know, because you have you got to have thick skin, you know. And a lot of people, that's the one thing with this world. I feel like nowadays people take things so personal, and I was always guilty of that. Um, I always wore my heart on my sleeve. Um, I would take no matter whether it's something somebody said or something that happened at work, and I'm still guilty of that. Um, I would always take things personal, and that's another piece of advice I would give to anybody. Um, not that I'm the advice giver, but I like to give my advice when I can and when I feel like it's right. You know, when you're, when you're dealing with something and you watch somebody else go through something in life, again, like I said before, so like when, like when you're in my business and you see people going through challenges, like even like a new person in, in, in my business or in life, you know, not that I've been this person, but most people don't try to help that person get through what they're going through. They look at just like, why is that person acting that way? You know, why is that person lashing out? Or why is he in a bad mood? They don't look at that person and say, all right, what could I do to fix that person? Leaders do. And that's why I've tried to become the best leader I could possibly be in my business. Because I feel like the best people in life learn to pull the best qualities out of people that are struggling with something. You know, when people are shining and they're on top of the world, you know, that's great. But it's when somebody's going through adversity or struggling with something, you know, how could I help that person now, you know, get through what they're going through? You know, that's, that's, what, uh, that's what makes me happy in life. So I know, uh, I know you also said you had some questions for me. Yeah. I'm curious. Uh, so does money buy? I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get asked too many questions, so I like. Does money, it was somebody that's made, uh, I would assume, a good amount of money, does money buy happiness? And that's, that's, that's a great question. And uh, does money buy happiness? Has it bought you happiness? No, not even a chance. And I'll be the first one to admit that because money definitely doesn't buy happiness. Does money give you freedom, which leads to happiness, in my opinion? Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll elaborate on that. So money doesn't, if you make money, you're not just automatically happy because you obviously have things going on in your life that are negative always people have things going on in their life that they can't control you know the one positive thing going on might be monetary success you know but if you think that money's going to just automatically buy you happiness that's never going to be the case you know i think money gives you financial freedom which allows you to 
help others in life and give back and, you know, get into philanthropy and stuff like that. So that'll create happiness, but you're not just going to make money and then automatically be happy. If money's the only problem in your life, then yeah, can money fix that problem? Of course it can, but that's a tough question to ask. Like, can it buy happiness? Yes or no? Because I, no, no, you could have a ton of money. This You see it all over the internet. These people speak and you know, they say, I know guys with tons of money, billionaires, multi, multi-millionaires, and they're miserable people. I don't think I would ever be that person if I was a billionaire. Uh, how, do you, how are you miserable unless you have nobody in your family or you're going through trauma or you lose, you lose a love? You know, then there's things that, again, you can't control. But, you know, money buying happiness is, is not something that's going to ever happen automatically by just seeing success monetarily. Mm-hmm. You have to, again, have the routine you know, have the right mindset, put the self-help work in. Um, and then I feel like once the money makes things easier, then you just start to become happy, you know, but there's always going to be things that you can't control in life and money can't fix them. You know, look at Steve Jobs. The guy had billions of dollars. The guy died from cancer. No matter how much money you have, you can't fix certain problems. Yeah. And that's the one thing I realized in life as I got older. Once I hit like 25 years old, I realized like, holy shit, you know, family's getting older. You know, this is happening to this person. You know, life is is real. Um, And money can't fix all those things. But money definitely makes life a lot easier. So I would never say don't focus on money. Definitely focus on the money because it allows things and it it takes the pressure off of certain things. And again, it gives you the financial freedom, which again, that's that's what happiness is. Freedom, in my opinion, whether it's financial or peace, being peaceful within yourself it gives you the freedom to do things that make you happy, in my opinion. So that's, 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 a, that's a good question. I feel like some people would, you know, have different answers regarding that topic because that's, uh, you know, everybody has their own view. Some people are all about money, and then some other people have made money and then have realized, like me, I've, I've made money, and then you realize that it's not all about that. I would never choose not to have that. I always wish I make money, and I always hope I stay successful. I know I'm going to go through challenges always, but it, it's definitely not just going to automatically turn a switch on and make you happy. I, I think it's an incredible uh, perspective thing. Yeah. Like I think if somebody hasn't came for money and they see 50 Gs, like I don't yeah. think that person's going to be like, "Well, I'm not going to complain." You know, oh, it could have been 100 Gs. You know, um, I think you met uh, John Scafidi. He was on my podcast yeah. and he was talking about. Oh, he made like 50, 60K in a month. And I'm like, bro, like perspective. I've never seen 50, 60K. Yeah. Like if we put that on the table, that's a lot of money. Yeah. You know, it, it's all perspective based. And yes. for, for me, somebody who hasn't came from some, hasn't came from money, um, you know, it, I just wanted him to be in those shoes. Like here, look at it from a different perspective. Like, yeah, you want to make 70, 100K a month. But at the same time, it's like you made 50, 60 Gs. Like that's a lot of that's a lot of money, and um, I, I definitely think that that it's it, it's incredibly perspective based. That's why sometimes you see the people that haven't had the money, and now all of a sudden they do have the money, and it's you know they're like, I'd rather be poor or I'd rather go back to how I was before, you yeah. know, because of the fame and stuff like that took over and whatever it may be. But I I think it's an incredibly perspective based. It is. It's 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 what you make of it. I've had a good friend of mine and a business partner of mine, ASAP, an attorney. He, has a, he spoke about he has a friend who gets home at 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. The guy is okay with making what he makes. It's fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 a year. Not to knock people that ever make that type of money. People are happy at different levels in their life. Yeah. And that guy's the happiest guy in the world, he says. And that's just because 
what, what is the reason? Nobody really knows the reason. Um, I just, I've always wanted the nicer things in life, you know, and it's not that they make you happy. It's just something I like, you know, so that's just what always fueled me to want to see monetary success in life. But it doesn't just, it doesn't just make you happy automatically. Do you think that th- that person that makes 50, 60, 70 K a, uh, a year, would you, would you look at them differently because they're not on the same like wavelength that you might want to be on? That's life. 99% or 95% of people, maybe not 95, 93, 94% of people in the world are like that. Yeah. You know, so you can't have an opinion on those people. Those are great people. And I'm sure they've done great things to help the world. Maybe they focus so much on everybody else that they never had the opportunity to focus on themselves. Maybe that's why they never saw the monetary success or maybe they grew up in an environment where that was never important. They never had to worry about that. Who knows what the reason is, but you can't look at those people different because those people make up a majority of the world. Yeah. There's only a 1% of people who make a tremendous amount of money. Then there's a 4 or 5% of people who do you know, very well financially, and then a majority of the world earns that, that type of money, $30,000, dollars $60,000 a year. That's the median income you know, throughout the country. So... Those are great people. You can't knock people like that. Do I think you should push them to do better financially in life, to help people around them? Yeah, because it, it's not a selfish thing. People look at making money as it's selfish. It's about me. Yes, yeah, some people are like that, but I want to make money to do things for other people. You know, I want to make money so I can give my daughter the best life in the world that she could possibly have. So that's why I look at money. I look at, it as, as, I look at money as a tool to be able to allow me to do things that I want to do in life with other people to make them happy. And that's not just because of money, but experiences cost money, right? You want to go on vacation with your family, things cost money. So not that every experience costs money, but there's experiences in life that I want to go through that cost money. So that drives me to, you know, want to be successful in my life. You know, that's, that's my opinion. Okay. Have you ever, you know, you, you said that, you know, you spoke to John and make 50, make 50, 60,000. So that's, it's, not, it's, it's amazing to see, it's, and it's nice to see you know, somebody like that and people like that because once you do hit those certain points in life, and if that's what drives you, you know, to get to that point, you know, it's an amazing feeling once you finally accomplish that. And it, it, it takes work, man. Yeah. You know, I worked for years. My salary was $200 a week when I got into my business, $300 a week. And I worked for three, four years with that setup until I finally passed my test and then got a different s- split and a different deal with the company, you know, with my, you know, who I was in business with. And uh, you have to put the time in. People think that it's just going to happen overnight. It's never going to happen that way. You can't get discouraged when you don't see results right away. And that's where I feel like most people quit. They don't see the results they want to see immediately. Yeah. You said you went through, did you say you went through a challenging relationship? Yeah. Um, we've, we've, a lot of us have gone, you can't, judge anybody based on like what relationship i'm sure things are worse or better than whoever else but you know we've all gone through i I think challenging relationships or most of us have probably gone through challenging relationships you know what what was that like you know at what was that recently in in, Um, in your life how'd you deal with that and then i had a another challenging one um that kind of set me back in um honestly that happened was that it was like that's when we shot our part i think i was like January, February. Okay. Um, so that that one was, I think, a little bit more devastating just because, you know, after the, the first one, um, I found out who I was and, you know, I created myself to this to this version of self. And then 
all that work that was done was kind of it it shattered but I kind of let it shatter you know I mean it, it wasn't I placed like you said earlier I placed my happiness in another person yeah. I saw somebody for maybe better I saw them in a different light I'll say and they didn't want to see that within themselves and I saw the good in them and they quickly showed me that maybe I shouldn't have seen that yeah. and it kind of came back to get me but I think that that's where I placed you know I placed a lot of my happiness in that other person when the happiness should have been placed in myself and there's a there's a quote that I was told that a bird doesn't trust that the branch won't fall it trusts itself that it will be able to fly again right so when that branch flew when that branch fell I wasn't able to fly I quickly fell to the ground and all this work that I've done, all this self-work, all, all the going to the gym, all the, you know, the meditating, the, the journaling, all that was just gone in an instant. And it was at that moment that I realized that this is where, this is where the work needs to be done. That if the branch does fall, you'll be able to get up and fly again. Yeah. You won't have to wait until you hit the ground. Once that branch falls, you'll get up and you'll go. And it won't even, it, it's not that it won't matter, but you'll be able to pick yourself up a lot better this next time and I, I think that that's what I learned in that previous relationship is that I have to continue to invest in me and even while I'm in the relationship I can still invest in you but I still have to invest into myself as well because if I'm not happy then how can I make you happy and if I can't make you happy then you are not going to be here anymore and that doesn't even go for relationships that goes for friendships or family members or friends whatever it is and that was like the key indicator for me that I noticed that as long as I don't abandon myself and as long as I don't leave myself it's okay if other people leave my life. And I have to be okay with the results or the outcome, whatever it may be, if they stay or if they leave. Right. Um, so I think that that's what it kind of taught me. And as I lost momentum within that relationship, I, I'm starting to gain a lot of the momentum that I once had back again. So I, I think that I'm starting to dust myself off and, uh, you know, kind of fly again. So uh, no, that's, that's, that's good to hear. I've, I've gone through that. Listen, I've, I've gone through that myself. I feel like I've always been a people pleaser. You yeah. try to find the best quality in a person when you might see 50 things that aren't what you want, and you, you try to find that one thing to try to make that person who you want them to be. And, you know, that's the toughest or one of the toughest things in life is trying to make somebody who they're not. You know, doesn't mean they're a bad person, um, but they might not just be that person that's right for you. Yeah. Um, you know, that's what gets challenging, especially younger, you know, in relationships. Yeah. You know, I've gone through it myself, too. And, you know, even when you go through a breakup, you know, as a teenager or as somebody who's 20, 21, 22 years old, you know, you you always want to try to, like, why'd that happen to me? Like, why why me? Like, what did I do wrong? And maybe it's not about you, you know. But like you said, um, once you do get over that hump and you get back into that self-help journey and you start working on you, you know, you realize like, holy shit, that's why I left that situation. And then it's even better or a, it's a more better feeling, you know, realizing that I got out of that, you know, negative situation because that brings me down. Yeah. You know, so it's not easy to get through stuff like that, but everybody goes through it, you know, unfortunately in life. And dude, breakups aren't easy, yeah. you know, for anybody, yeah. no matter what stage you're at. Um, I've seen people go through real, real, real rough ones, you know, especially as you get older. And then when there's certain things involved and you know it, it's 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 not easy for any any age yeah um what uh what helped you really get past 
you know, before we finish up tonight, yeah. you know, what helped you really get past, you know, some of that adversity, you know, getting into the gym. I know we spoke about it a little bit. I would, um, um just, just time more. I don't know. I think I just, there was just more time that I sat with myself. Yeah. And, um, as I look back and reflected on my life, I've been through worse situations. Yeah, so it's like a person leaving me, you know, there was a point in time, 21 years old that I was drinking like five times a week, six times a week, you know, until I'm drunk. Yeah. So it's like I, I was also depressed, you know, right after my parents divorced and I didn't want to come home until 11 p.m., 12 a.m. So it's like I've been through worse. So what can this situation do to me that I haven't already seen? Right. So I think that the the factor was that realizing that I've been through worse and this is only going to make me a better person. So by me going through this heartbreak, my by me having this person leave my life, it's only going to create a better me right. because I'm going to gain perspective. And it may not be any love lost, and I may still love that person from afar, but I'm only gaining from this. And I stop trying to point the finger as why, why this or why did this happen a certain way or why not. And then I looked at it exactly that way. Why not me? Why why can't I overcome this again? Like why can't I do this again? Right. And um, I mean it, it's tough. It's you, you're kind of looking up, staring at the ceiling as I often do, and just just pondering thoughts that are happening. And it's was I good enough? Was did I do something? Like you said, did I do something wrong? What else is hidden or? What kind of holes are there in myself that maybe this person would have stayed if I would have done this differently or that differently? And I was just like, this is only going to add to my testimony. It's not going to take away from who I am as a person. It's only going to add to that point when I do make it that this is all the stuff that I went through. And this is all the stuff that I overcame. So now I can be able to, this is what I went through. So I'm going to give it to you now. I'm going give to give the game to another person. Right. So. I, I just look at it as, you know, everything is uh, everything is a lesson, whether it's good or bad. And I'll take it with me for the future. And it will help me create a better experience for myself and better experience for others. For that's it, man. And the one, one more piece of advice that I would give to anybody, you know, that's a little in their early 20s or whatever it is, you know, you have all the time in the world. You know, I didn't realize that when I was 21, 22 years old. And you could ask my father, any, anybody I was around, I wanted to rush life. I want to be older. I want to accomplish this. I want to do that. I want to get into Hanu at 25. That was a goal of mine when I was younger. I want to be 25 now. <laughs> it's craft now. Um, there's no rush. You know, try to slow it down. Go fast with trying to accomplish what you want to accomplish in life. But there's no reason to rush life and... I feel like I rushed, I moved out fast. I lived with my father, just him and I, in Huntington for a couple of years. And one of my biggest regrets, not that I regret too many things in life, but one of the, the biggest things that I would change if I could go back was to stay home longer. You know, there was no reason to move out at such a young age. I forget when it was, you know, 21, whatever, whatever age I was. Um, there was no reason to move out that young um, because that puts pressure on you. And I always thrived off pressure. That's why I played golf and I didn't mind the pressure, but... There's, you got all the time in the world, you know, to focus on what you want to focus on. Don't let time just go by, but realize that there's people that are, you know, years ahead that are way behind because yeah. they haven't put the, the self-work in and the work that we're all putting in now um, and giving, giving back to the, to the world like we're trying to do with all these podcasts and stuff. So I just, again, one thing I would say is don't ever think that you're behind with time because... I wish I can go back f even five years. You know, I would 
not that I would have done things differently, like a different job. I love what I do, but I would have done a couple things differently that maybe would have changed where I'm at right now. Yeah. Um, and some people might look at that as I want to be where you are, but that you can't look at life that way. There's a million people that I could look at that I want to be where they are. You know, so once you realize that you do have time, you know, in your early 20s, you know, you could accomplish anything, you Thank know, you. if you just put the work in. Thank so you. I received that advice. I, I appreciate that. that yeah, no, of course. Helps me for sure. And uh, I don't know if you have anything else you wanted to, to ask yeah. me. I, you know, at some point in the future, I'd love to shoot the shit with you again. Yeah. It was nice to have you on. Thank and you. Uh, I, I appreciate it. Both. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. Thanks for coming.